Welcome to the Two Geeks in a Microphone podcast, your one-stop shop for television, movie, video games, comic books, book reviews, and more. Now, without further ado, here's Stephen and Mike. Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. Hey, I am your co-host, Mr. Stephen Buster, along with the one, the only, Mr. Michael Shanks. Mike, say hey to everybody. Good morning to all you geeks out there in Geekdom land. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Two Geeks in a Microphone show, and we've got a splendorific episode for you. So uh, just a few minutes, uh, we are going to discuss the whole uh, video with Mr. James Gunn talking about what's going to happen with the DCU. Whoa, and- James Gunn is joining us? What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I of, wished. Not really. Oh, that'd be great. Yes. Oh, yeah, because I got a few words to say to him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was kind of funny because I was... You know, we do the everybody. We do the shows live on Saturday. We release them in the audio format on our podcast, um, our audio podcast on Fridays. And so I was listening yesterday, and it cracked me up when I heard you once again doing the James Gunn bitch session, and <laughs> and I cracked up and I, I laughed because I was like, oh my goodness, that was such a great lean in to to what we're going to be doing today. And we had no idea at the time, none whatsoever. No, no we didn't. And, and it was pretty funny. I will say now it, it'll be slightly less of a bitch session, at least on my side, um, <laughs> a little bit less, but some things I'm happy with some things I'm going, right. and I don't know about that. Yep. Are you sure about this? You know, yeah. So we'll see. We'll so everybody, just so you know, what we're going to do is we're actually going to play bit by bit, kind of each section that James Gunn talks about. And, and Mike's going to tell me, stop, hang on a second. I want to say something or I'll, <laughs> I'll stop it and we'll say something and we'll talk about it. So what we're going to do is we're just going to jump right into our geek dar and our geeky news just to go ahead and get that out of the way to give us the time that we need for the bulk of our show. So uh, anything else you want to add to that before we get rolling, Mike? No, um, let's start with our Geek Dar. I know we sure. normally do the Geek News first, but Geek News will really lead into the main topic. So. Oh, perfect. Yes, yes. So, okay. Here. Yeah, cool. Well, you don't need that private. We're right here. Now, what is it? Now, what is it? I'm having trouble with the radar, sir. What's wrong with it? I've lost the bleeps, I've lost the sweeps, and I've lost the creeps. The what? The what? And the what? You know, the bleeps. Sweeps and the creeps. That's not all he's lost. <laughs> I love it every time I hear it. Yes. <laughs> yep. So, uh, you want me to go first or you want to go first? I, I can go first. Um, real quick, everybody. Uh, last weekend on, on Netflix, there was a show that came out called Lockwood and Company. And I had seen the first trailer and I really wanted to see it. it pretty much, um, I could not stop watching it. Um, and I couldn't believe I benched it because I, you guys know I just don't do that. And uh, I really enjoyed it. It, The premise is it's taking place in London, kind of an Elseworlds London, where the world has been uh, kind of there's been a ghost uh, 
apocalypse kind of a thing. And like if ghosts touch you, you die, you can interact with ghosts or, you know, and so what they've learned is only kids, there's only certain kids between the ages of 13 and 18 or 13 and 21, even I'm not sure that the top age, but they, they have this ability to, see the ghost or interact with the ghost or hear the ghost or, you know, the all kind of different abilities. And, uh, and as they get older, as they mature that those abilities start to fade. So there's only kids that do it. And so there's people who put the kids into these schools or to these camps or to these groups that that's what they do is they ghost hunt. And uh, so that's the premise is a very interesting story. It's based on a series of novels and um, I found it quite interesting. And so I enjoyed it. That was on my geek tar this week. That sounds pretty interesting. Actually, I might have to check yeah. that out. Lockwood and company. Well, the only thing I really have on our, on my geek tar is uh, prepping for the next show we're going to do. <laughs> Which right. is Star Wars Podcast Day, by the way, which is February 7th. We will have an episode air, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, all our normal places. Um, it will be a pre- pre-recorded episode, so unfortunately you will, will not be able to interact with us live. Um, however, if you interact, I, I will probably be watching with you, uh, so I may respond back Um so there is that. Anyway, so in preparation, I've been reading the Dark Horse comic series, Star Wars, The Dark Empire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, I got to say, Dark Empire is a great story. Um, I really enjoy this story. Yeah. And there's some elements that I believe that they tried to incorporate into the the sequel trilogy. Once um, I read it, I thought the same thing. Yeah. However, I I don't just don't think they pulled it off well. <laughs> no. <laughs> they should have just went with the Dark Empire. It would have been a much better story. What they really should have done is the Empire chose. Oh, much more better. Right on. Well, agreed. They should have done the Dark Empire. But or the Air of the Empire. But Dark Empire would have been great too. <laughs> so Yeah. Anyway. Actually it would have been. Mm-hmm. That that's my um, geek dar for today. I'm so okay. we will quickly move into geeky news. Hey, right, so today for geeky news, which will lead into our main topic. Yes, James Gunn teases a future for Michael Keaton's Batman. So uh, this article comes from ComicBookMovies.com. Uh, it's by Jamie Lovett, and I'll read a little bit of the article here. On Tuesday, D- DC CEO, C- or co-CEOs James Gunn and Peter Safran introduced the first projects in their rebooted shared cinematic universe. But does Michael Keaton's Batman have a place in it? Keaton had been expected to reprise his role as the Cape Crusader, which he first played in 1989 Batman and its sequel, Batman Returns, which 89 Batman is awesome, by the way. Oh, and it got a revamped modern trailer, which is really cool. You should check it out. Yeah, I sent that to you. Yeah, I like uh, it. it. I thought you good. might like that. It was so good. Yeah. I, I don't know. I should have posted it. Anyway, um, going on. In the Flash, Batgirl, and possibly beyond. But with the Flash expected to relaunch the entire DC Cinematic Universe and Batgirl shelved, his future is now unclear. As far as Keaton's possible return... Saffron teased to the press, there's always possibilities. 
Gunn expanded that, noting that we, get this, we are a multiverse still. Hmm. I'm questioning it by the things that he says right, what we get in the video here. we're going to go over. Gunn continues. But the main thing that we're focusing on right now is creating the universe that people put their feet into. And then out of that, if we want to have a multiverse tales, which I actually know of one thing, one of the things we're working on does have a multi multiverse tale is we'll have that in, is we'll have that in there. So is there a future for Michael Keaton's Batman? Well, in, let's in the future DCU. All right. We'll, we'll get into that as that's a good lead in. That's a good lead in. That's a good question. That's a good lead in. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Okay. All right, everybody. We're going to hit the main event because we're, we need to talk about that in the context of our topic for today and stuff. So, all right. Oh, oh here we go. It's time for, for the main event. Let's all right, everybody. Hey, good morning to the three geeky dads are in. Aaron, Aaron McCoy is oh, Aaron's oh, good. All right, now let's bring in Aaron McCoy, everybody. Geek with the Bible man himself. We have not seen him in a while, and this is fantastic. All right, Aaron, I'm going to add you to the stream here. Good dun, morning, dun, dun. hey guys. Uh, something weird is going with the audio right now. It's doing a weird echoey thing, but uh. uh you might have it set to your computer mic when you came in. Okay. I'll uh, get, give me a moment here. Put me in the yeah, backstage sure. thing. I'll, I'll fiddle with it and then come back in. All right. Sounds, Sounds like good. a plan. All right. Cool. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, everyone, Aaron gets I'm that so straight out. Yeah. It's was so good to see Aaron. I'm I know. We excited. haven't seen him in like a year. This is awesome. Yep. Um, for those dads are in the house, know, too. For those that don't know, we call Aaron our two geeks philosopher yes um, Aaron, aaron's done uh several episodes with us and he's been kind of out for a year uh he's had some uh just issues. life yeah life issues uh he just had a a new baby boy uh earlier uh, this past year and unfortunately right. he's had some health issues so aaron's been battling with that and dealing with that so he just really hasn't had the time the extra time to right. to be on our show so we He's are really glad with his family by golly yeah. a good man yeah it looks like he's really struggling with the audio though so right. let's jump into this oh. while aaron's trying to get ready though um yeah. aaron's at, oh aaron's good oh he's good all right yeah okay so all right there we go all right. Well, welcome back, Aaron. It's so good to see you. I hope the family's doing well. Yes, yes. Everything's going very well. Um, yeah, things have improved. Things have uh, uh, still crazy, still hopping around. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, it's been good. So my my you know newborn son, he's had some health issues. But you know what? Right. Lately, he got sick, and we didn't have to go to the hospital. We just treated it like a normal baby. So that nice. was fantastic to to have so he's <laughs> he's definitely improving in many many different ways so right. life is getting a little closer to normal yes yes it <laughs> yeah. is hey um aaron i 
Um, where can people find you on like Facebook and all that? Yeah. So um, Geek with the Bible on Facebook is the primary place that I'm at. I am starting to branch out to a few other areas as well. Um, okay. I'm also, uh, I also have a t-shirt company on Etsy um, at etsy.com slash shop slash geek with a, with a Bible, which I actually also have a promo code for your listeners. If you type right. in two geeks, so just the number two and then geeks, uh, you'll get 20% off of uh, anything <sighs> on there. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, if you like things that are, uh, we promote uh, godliness, uh, geekiness, and goofiness. So, if right. that's up your alley, uh, <laughs> then check out either the Facebook page or uh, uh, or the, the the shirt shop. Yeah, Very I do nice. have two of your t-shirts. Um, I've got the Captain America shirt, and I've got the Wolverine shirt. And I gotta yeah, say, so actually, I got the I got the uh, Wolverine one on. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. That's yep. That's it. I love that shirt. Yeah, I got both of those from the if you from the classic X Men episode. Uh, it's crazy if you watch it. It's like this whole children's you know Saturday morning cartoon episode all about uh you know spiritual issues. You got Nightcrawler on there, and you got you know. Yeah. Wolverine basically shaking his fist at God, and then by the end is is praying. It's like it's it's amazing yeah. that they were willing to to go into that kind of subject on a you Which know Saturday morning. Do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't think you'd really see that today. So. You right. know, the funny thing is, I really wasn't into that cartoon when mm-hmm. it aired. So when you posted that, I was like, "Is this right?" And I, yeah. I went and checked it. I, I I watched the clip on YouTube, and I was just blown away by it. I was like, mm-hmm. "Wow." that's incredible so yeah so i bought that t-shirt right after you had introduced it and i gotta say my captain america t-shirt that's one of my favorite t-shirts but yes that's that's a good one that's a good one i'm also i've been going in there kind of adjusting some of the things i took the geek with the bible label off of some of them just so that it's more open for anybody so if you're not familiar with the page and you just want to wear the shirt you know i just wanted to make it a little more um uh more open um, and also yeah. as well, even if you're not a person of faith, I'd still recommend coming over to the, uh, the page. Cause I said, we got plenty of goofiness and geekiness as well. Um, <laughs> you know, even though you, you might see an opinion, disagree with here and there, uh, I think you're still going to have a good time. Very nice. Awesome. All right. Let's do this. Okay. So Aaron, what we're going to do, I don't know if you heard or not, but we're going to watch, not we're going to watch the whole thing at once it's only i mean six minutes but we're gonna break it up so we're gonna stop so feel free to say stop uh on some of these points so we'll probably do the introduction a little bit and then we may go point by point kind of a thing so sounds good we're making this up as we go everybody i love it (laughs) way all our shows are (laughs) right okay so let me um let me share the screen, everybody. Um, and for our audio podcast listeners, you should be able to hear. I'll make sure I get the audio in play. All right, here we go. All right, There's the man himself. I'm gonna I'm gonna hide that. Okay, here we go, everybody. Here is Mr. Gunn himself. Hey, everybody. I'm James Gunn. I'm the co-CEO of DC Studios. So as many of you know, DC has been disconnected in film and television for a long time. And it's one of, you know, our jobs, mine and Peter's, is to come in and make sure the DCU is connected in film, television, gaming, and animation. That I'm stopping. Okay, go Already. ahead. <laughs> I was like... I- so I was like, disconnected. Here comes the Stephen Rage. <laughs> well, we'll get there. But I, okay. you know, I was just like, well, what do you mean they're disconnected? Are we saying that we are? are did you guys hear like, okay, we want to do, we want to create? Well, I guess I should play more. But I, well, like, no, I never no, thought no, it was disconnected. 
All right, I'll move on. I'll wait. I'll wait. Oh, wait, I'll- wait, wait. Before you do that, before yes. you do that, all he's saying there, it's the same thing the Star Wars universe is trying to do. Okay. Star Wars trying Star Wars claims that all books, all comic books, all movies, all television series, and video games, everything is all a connective universe. So okay. he's trying to say that DC is going to be the exact same way as Star Wars is trying to do. Okay. I'm not going to say they're successful at it, but they are tr- they're supposedly trying to do that. That's all I get out of that. Okay. So. All right. Yes, Brian, it is the opposite of a Steven Skip. <laughs> <laughs> That was great. (laughs) Wait wait a minute. Wait a minute, everybody. I got to put that on the screen. (laughs) There's a Steven skip. Yes, thank you. All right, here we go. I won't say anything until you guys say something. Okay. That the characters are consistent, played by the same actors, and it works within one story. And if something is outside of that, like Matt Reeves' Batman or Todd Phillips' Joker or Teen Titans Go, that it is clearly labeled as DC Elseworlds outside of the mainstream DCU continuity. Now, Peter and I have gotten pretty lucky in terms of the four projects that are coming out over the next year. First, we have Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Shazam! has always been off kind of in his own part of the DCU, so he connects very well. That moves directly into The Flash, a fantastic movie that I really love that resets the entire DC universe. Then to move into Blue Beetle, a fantastic film about a kid who's a marvelous part of the DCU, and then into Aquaman 2, which leads directly into our next few projects, which I'm going to tell you about now. So Peter and I, along with a group of very talented writers, have started to map out an eight to 10 year plan of what DC studios will be in film, television, and gaming. This first chapter is called Gods and Monsters. Now, this, what I'm about to tell you, is a part of the first chapter. It's not the entire first chapter. The first project... Pause it for a second. Yeah, I'm pausing there for right now at the moment. Okay. All right. So he says the first chapter is Gods and Monsters. Now, I'm a little confused by that. Does that mean this is basically like Marvel's phase one? You know, because Marvel's going through... Marvel's in like phase five right now. So... Is he saying that chapter one and he's titling chapter one gods and monsters? Is that's, that what he's saying? That's how I understand. That's how I took it. Okay. I took All it right. as very much the hey, this is chapter one, phase one, or whatever. It's not even the full what we're getting now is not even full phase one, but it's the beginning of the 10 year plan. It's, it's just weird that he's plan. titling phase one. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. It's just. I guess I'm used to the Marvel uh, strategy and they don't title those. They just say phase one. And then yeah, I, I, you know, I, he's a writer. I get yeah, it. Yeah. I, I'm and not I saying there's anything wrong with it. I was just a little just confused. I'm like, yes. well, wait a minute. Is this a project or is this just the name of phase one? That's yeah. all I was. Yeah. Yeah. I just took it as the name of, phase I thought one. that was unclear. I, I yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let me roll back just for a second. All right. <laughs> I got to go back to this again. How, what is your opinion about what he stated? They're going to have uh, consistency across the board. Yeah. Okay. To me, that means that there's only going to be one Batman, one Superman, one Wonder Woman. We won't have multiples. Like, there was talk that we would have multiple Batmans in this universe. Like, there would be a Michael Keaton Batman, but it looked like uh, um, 
uh, Ben Affleck's Batman was still going to kind of continue also. Um, to me, that's saying, no, there's just going to be one Batman. However, you still have uh, Robert Pattinson Batman, but he's mm-hmm. considered Elseworlds, so he's outside the main continuity. He's not included in Gods and Monsters Phase 1 or Chapter 1. Yeah, isn't that uh, that's just so confusing? Uh, you are either a whole universe or you are multiverse. Or there's yeah, they're, they're they're definitely trying to get sort of your cake and eat it too with it. Um, it's almost like <laughs> you think about it with Star Wars. So they had the um, you know, let's bring everything all into one universe, one thing. And so it seems like with, with the DC, they're like, okay, hey, let's do that. But let's also keep this other, you know, book series going and let's keep that thing going. So yeah, we made a having, lot of money on Joker and we already said we want to do Joker too. So yeah, so <laughs> instead of just doing a clean cut, okay, this is it, connected universe, everything is together. They're like, okay, well, let's maybe take one step forward, but then also let them you know, do their experimental stuff over there as well, because, Hey, it's making money and we like money. We're a studio. That's right. Well, now now to slightly play devil's advocate or DC advocate here, (laughs) um, as a DC reader, uh, I do understand that else worlds is a, it's not in the main continuity of the, of the comic book lines. It is completely outside of it. It's its Mm -hmm. own thing, you know, um, oh, there's and some I great always think, Elseworlds stories. Like, oh, there's some incredible, and... yeah, there's some incredible Elseworlds stories out there. So, I think as long as they keep it labeled as Elseworlds, I think that's fine. I have no, I, I really don't have a problem with that. But uh, to say that, well, we're not doing a multiverse, but we're doing a multiverse. That's confusing. <laughs> it is confusing. It's like, well. Are you doing a multiverse or not? You right. know, in one breath you say you're not, in the next breath you say you are. So just say you're right. doing a multiverse. I, I, I think he's, with this whole beginning of saying what movies are already coming out that are not part of his Gods and Monsters. It's no, just they're his, not. Was just his way of saying, oh, we're still going to do these. These are great. Wink, wink. I have to say that because I'm now head of the studio. <laughs> kind of thing. I don't want you guys to go. Well, no, it. he could have canned them. <laughs> He really could. He has that option. You know, right. he, he just said, so I, I do think since they are going forward with those four films, I, I think he genuinely does like them. Um, may not be his favorite films, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, but I, I, I think there's probably some truth in that. Some okay. truth. Anyway, I got some other yeah, stuff I that see, I'll get to. Go I ahead, Aaron. That- the two main things I think that they're doing as far as bringing stuff together, one is the um, – like all the uh, – well, like one thing I think DC does well in is their straight-to-video uh, animated films. I think they do a very good job with that. Yes. But those agreed. are obviously kind of an Elseworlds thing, and it seems like yes. they're saying, look, we want those to be – part of the films as well we actually want to so you know i see those as possibly getting better because they like they you know they said look if we've got a batman we're going to have that same batman in all these different uh properties right um, so so to say sorry to cut you off but uh for an example let's say they do go ahead with michael keaton as the new batman of the new universe i mean i don't think that's what's going to happen but let's just use that example so if they were to go ahead with Michael Keaton as the new Batman, Michael Keaton would actually voice the animated version of Batman. Yes. I think that's an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. I think that's it's not stupid. something that happens. Stupid. You think it's stupid? I think it's stupid. 
No. Really? S T U P I D. Okay. <laughs> Why? <clears throat> um, because I think there are some awesome voice actors out there that are not good actors. And I think there's okay. incredible actors out there that are not good voice actors. Fair, fair. Okay. And Let's the, let Aaron finish his. Oh, I'm well, sorry. No, no, no. The, the only thing I would say, I mean, there, there's sort of a pro and con to it. I mean, it, you know, it does make me feel more urgency to watch those um, spinoff things. Cause you know, I've seen a handful of them, but there's, I, I have not seen them all and I don't feel any deep pressure to watch them all, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it feels almost like with some of the, the MCU, you know, Disney plus series, which some I were not as enthused with, but I still felt like, well, it's, official mcu i kind of got to watch it if i want to watch the movies and um so you know i can see as a studio wanting to kind of put that that uh, a push to watch more of their stuff um but you know i might have a little um uh, yeah i think they might be tying their own hands by by committing to the idea that all animation and all uh live action are connected in the Fact that there, there are some people who just won't watch animated yeah, movies right. and stuff. And so that means you're going to be missing parts of the story. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't now, I, you know, I'm kind of a completist, so yes. I, I'm going to watch the animation too. And I yeah. like animation, so it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. But, but you, you, you also have the risk of, what if the one person you you pick to be the guy or the girl <laughs> is awful, like a Jared Leto situation? You know, what I mean? <laughs> this is our Joker. This is the DCEU Joker, and um, we got that. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's definitely what he's doing is definitely risky. It's certainly rolling the dice, uh, which in some ways I respect because that's the thing I really liked about. Uh, at least the, the the first three phases of Marvel uh, films, I thought each one was very risky. I remember I remember thinking, man, how are you going to pull off Thor in this realistic Iron Man type universe? And they did it. It's like, how are you going to pull off now, Guardians of the Galaxy? And they did it. All these things were huge risk. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to push back slightly on the Thor Iron Man thing. OK, actually, Thor and Iron Man, they were almost dead characters. That's the reason they chose them. They were dying. They, well, they, yes. They yes. were dying in the comic books. Nobody was reading their books anymore. And so they were actually a safe choice. Now, I agree with you on Guardians. Mm-hmm. Guardians was a risk because they were never even, alive. They, they weren't even right. dead. They I were, mean, when the movie came out, I was like, I don't know this. I had no idea who these characters were. None. Zero. And I saw the trailer. And I went, that just looks goofy. I don't think I'll watch it. Uh-huh. And I waited several weeks till after the movie came out and I had friends at work. They're like, no, no, you got to go see this movie. You're going to love it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, if you guys say it's that good. And then I came back and I'm like, oh my gosh, that movie is awesome. <laughs> I couldn't believe how good it was. And I'm like, yeah. and I don't know any of these characters. Exactly. And that so. was the thing I liked about a lot of the, the MCU stuff. And that's actually the things that I like about a lot of the slate that they're doing here is that there's a lot of these properties I know zip about. Um, and then you don't get that whole thing of, of comparison of where you're cause like, like, okay, man of steel. I really enjoy man of steel. I think that is a solid film. Now they lost some key characteristics of who Superman is. Um, you know, they lost the warmth. They lost the, the, the charm. There are all these different things that are lost. But if I didn't know who Superman was, 
and I and you just gave me man of steel, um, you know, I would have thought that it was great. And so in some ways I see that's what they're doing with these. And I think in the end we'll end up helping them of let's let's essentially create new characters or new new sure. experiences, new things, instead of just constantly trying to give everybody what they want with these, you know. Uh, uh, mm. you know, close to hundred year old characters that everyone has these, you know, almost religious ties to because they're they're sure. so ingrained That's into your your uh, uh moral outlook on life. Yeah. and and you know, it's, it's a yeah. Let 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 me come back to that. I, I sure. want us to walk through because what you were saying about some of these characters. Let's talk about. Let's go through those, mm-hmm. and then I want to come back and revisit this because I do have some comments about that. But sure. I want to hear what you guys have to say yeah. about these. I just want to state one thing, though. Yeah. I, I am a huge fan of Superman 2 with Christopher Reeve. I think Christopher Reeve is the ultimate Superman, by the way. Um, but mm-hmm. I absolutely love Man of Steel. I thought it was a great movie. You know, I push back on everyone who's like, oh, that movie's terrible. No, I disagree with you. It's a, it's a very great good movie. movie. I think it's great. I thought it was a great kickoff to the new Superman. And I got to say... I love Henry Cavill. I think he's the best Superman since Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve really embodies him. But man, Henry Cavill as the new Superman, I think he's incredible. So anyway, that's all I got to say on Man of Steel. Okay. All right. Well, let's go. We'll go back yeah, to the video let's, here. Let's get back to the video. And um, uh, uh-huh. You're in the driver's seat, Steven. <laughs> I am in the driver's seat. I got to get it in here. Okay, here we go is Creature Commandos. Number one. Creature Commandos is an animated series. I've written all the episodes. Something we're going to do that's a little bit different at DC is we're going to have characters move into animation, out of animation, usually having the same actor play their voice as who plays them in live action. The next project... All right, we'll stop there. Creatures... Okay, go ahead. What what was that one called? Creatures Commando? Creatures Commando. Or Creature Commandos. That's what it is. Creature Commandos. Can I say something real quick? Sure. He said usually. Wait a minute. Give me context. What do you mean? When he was talking about the voices being voiced. Oh. He said usually. Are you sure that he said usually? That's what I sounded like. Okay. Because I didn't catch that. But I mean, when he says that they're going to have main consistency... Uh, I take that as, you know, if Michael Keaton's playing Batman, Michael Keaton will voice Batman. That's the way I take it. Um, and again, that's just an example. But I have never heard of this creature commando unit. It looks like Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. Um, can we get that? Yeah. There we go. That looks to me like Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, I don't know, some kind of robotic skeleton <laughs> and then like a radioactive well, skeleton. I, I think the big thing is I don't know who these characters are. I have no idea. And I but, it, I, but that ahead. goes back to Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I had no clue of who Guardians of the Galaxy was, and it was a fantastic movie. Um, so yeah, this could be a great animation. I I have no idea. No clue. Huh. Let me let me see what they say again. Let's see about the as who plays them in live action. The next project up oh, is hang on a second. usually having the same actor play their voice as who plays them in live. action. Usually the <laughs> next project up is Waller. This is a story of Amanda Waller played by Viola Davis. 
Violet uh, Davis is going to team up with members of Team Peacemaker. And this is a story that's been created by Crystal Henry, who did Watchmen, and Jeremy Carver, who created the Doom Patrol. It is a fantastic story that's out of this world, and I can't wait for people to see it. Pause. Of course it's a fantastic story, because you did Peacemaker. This right. is something that annoys me. He's fired everybody else, but everybody but who he's worked with. Don't get me wrong. Viola Davis makes an awesome Amanda Waller. I mm-hmm. love her, but I think he's being uh, uh, biased in getting rid of every actor except for the ones that he worked with. That oh, that irks me. Well, I mean, I think even so, I mean, you got Viola Davis playing a uh, I mean, she did a great job, but that was never like a huge uh, role for her in either of the Suicide Squad movies. It's definitely more of a, a side thing. And so they're like, hey, we got this huge actress that we're not really doing much with. Let's let's uh, like I feel like this is almost a way of trying to keep her. It's like, let's give her some starlight time. Let's go ahead and focus on her. And then we can keep using her as a sort of um, side character in our other projects. So you don't feel it's just him going, oh, well, I worked with her, so I'm going to keep her. You You don't get that vibe from it. I mean, it's certainly possible, but I mean, I think that that, you know, it depends on who who it is that he's worked with. And he does have that um, uh, history of of rehiring people that he has worked with. But as I said, you got to look at who who it is. I mean, she's definitely a um, oh, I, uh, I think I, she's Oscar winning actress in a oh, I, I'm not saying anything bad about the actress. <laughs> I, I loved her work as I, I think she's a fantastic Waller. Yeah, I love her. But I don't know. It just irks me that it seems like he's fired everybody that has had nothing to do with his own projects. That's that's the only thing that irks me. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely understand that. I can definitely see there being a bias there. And that's one of those things that as far as doing this, you know, as I said, he's trying to do he's trying to serve everybody. He's trying to eat, the cake, you know, um, sure. have his cake and eat his uh and and it, it you do see a bias towards his own projects. Um, I, like I, I'm very interested to see what happens with the Flash of how all this stuff happens, of how you keep some people and not others, and how um, like I, I can't remember is Peacemaker has it been uh, assigned a second season yet? Um, I don't know if that it's officially got a second season, but they're obviously doing projects off of it. Well, it okay. sounds like the, it's kind of it sounds like based upon what he said with Waller, it is with team peacemaker. So they'll be in that. Right. Okay. So that I would rather say- see team peacemaker than a story about Waller. Well, that's, true. that's my, that's my raspberry. My I mean, raspberry is all like, I don't care about Waller. I, yes, yeah. she's an interesting character, but not to carry a series because I don't care about that character or that character arc in yeah. that way. If that okay, makes I- sense. I take I Waller. Carry. I take Waller. You you remember? Uh, uh, um, um, yeah. Oh gosh, why can't I think of the show? The three That's girls. Uh, uh, please help me here. Oh, Birds of Prey. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, the three detective girls. Uh, you got to uh, give me more. Right. Where's my wife in the comments? I know she knows this. Uh, from the seventies, the, the detectives, the, and then they have the the voice telling them what to do. Charlie's you know. Angels. Yes, thank you, Charlie's Angels. To me, Waller is Charlie. Uh, 
that's what I take out of this. Ah, there, Brenda was there. She was getting there. Yeah, she I, was there, I don't see her. As <laughs> I don't know if I see her as Charlie. I, yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, that's what but, you. Uh, yeah, but but it was about Charlie's angels, not about Charlie. If that makes sense. Again, I think well, what Angie said. She's a great background character, and I think that's how she is. I don't see how you have a whole story about waller that's going to carry because she's not a character that i care about in fact i don't like her as a character Let me, oh, you wow. know, as a character i think viola davis is an incredible actress don't get me wrong i thought she did fabulous with the role but the character persona itself is someone i don't care about because they're mean they kill people just because of whatever and that was just the people that were working with her in the room kind of a thing you guys remember that scene in suicide right. squad and i'm well, like i don't you you are not someone I would want to watch a TV show to aspire to or be interested in, if that makes sense. But that's just me. I'm going to leave it there. To Mike's uh, point, like it, it almost seems like let's say that you had a Charlie's Angels movie where Robert De Niro played Charlie. And then it's like, oh, hey, Charlie's getting his own series. It's like, uh, yeah, that's not because anybody gives a rip about Charlie. It's because <laughs> you've got Robert De Niro playing him. True, true. Okay. I, <clears throat> Oh, I, I don't care. I, mean, I agree. I don't yeah. care. Um, I don't Stephen, care. it's it's not that interesting yeah. of a character, in my opinion. But um, but to me, it's it's the the caliber of actor that they have is the thing that's moving that forward. Sure, that's sure. interesting. I'll go with that. Sure, Michael. What were you saying? I'll tell you the same thing I tell Brenda all the time, Stephen. You're not supposed to like her. <laughs> that's the idea, right? So then, why She's make not, a TV? Then why do a show around her? Well, I don't think they're doing a show around her. I think they're just using her in the Charlie aspect of it. That's what I think they're doing. I don't think it's about Waller. Even if it has Waller's name as the title, I don't think it's really about her. I think it's more about just her leading the group, which is what she's always done. You know, whether you like her tactics or not, that's that has nothing to do with it. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we can, let's continue uh, on. Megan. I'll I'll just add taking an unlikable character and making them the centerpiece is not a good plan. It's not. Well, I mean, uh, let's look at Negan. That's that's <laughs> like if they said, "Hey, we're making a Jar Jar Binks series." <laughs> hey, <laughs> Megan wants to say something. <laughs> Go ahead, as Megan. As, as far as Peacemaker too, what I've seen is uh, what I have yeah i can't talk um the most i'm seeing is it was confirmed but it's being delayed ah i'll bet it's being delayed because they've changed directions they yeah. changed tactics with it yeah some Fair places said uh said that james gunn's just too busy for it at the moment taking yeah because he's writing all these shows you just pay right. attention to how much he says he's writing i'm like dude oh i know you're the Everything? head of the studio now you need to you you either need to decide what your role is. Anyway, I'll stop there. Okay, let's continue on because we still know have your role. <laughs> yes, let's let's do that. Let's do this. Hey, next up is the big one, the true beginning of the DCU. This is called Superman Legacy. This is being okay, this by is me. I'm in the middle of it. I'm having a great time doing it. And Superman will be released into theaters July eleventh, twenty twenty five. Okay, the next thing is Okay, I think it's dangerous uh, stating this this far out, stating release dates. Um, we've seen this problem with Disney and, and Star Wars. They do this crap all the time, and then stuff gets canceled. 
You know, um, I think you need to quit with the dates. Just say, this is what we're working on. Stop giving dates. I don't think it's a smart tactic. We've seen it fail in the past, and, and there's been too many failings in D.C. already. So I think that's dumb. Stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they even said something about uh, not wanting to do these fast tracking of things. Of like, cause, I mean, they've had a lot of movies where – uh, the script's not even done, and mm-hmm. they're still trucking along. And now there's a handful of films well that's worked out for Iron Man, oh, Jaws. Sure. Uh, but in general, I think that this has been a major, major issue for a lot of modern films uh, where they have an idea, but they don't have it really out. And then they're changing things last minute. And then you've got the VFX people who are you know, struggling to keep up with the changes uh, who are then overworked and who aren't, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, yeah, hopefully they can get away from that kind of practice. Well, obviously he's not, he just did it. (laughs) And I, I think it's, I think it's a bad move. It's a bad move. Well, he's, he says in the middle of writing it and he says, I've already written all the episodes of that first one, that, that first, whatever the commandos one too. I'm like, dude, Yeah, so we'll we'll see. He's probably going to have some editors. Okay, so Superman. But how do you guys feel about Superman? I don't know. I got to see more on it. Uh, okay, it, it sounds like he's he he's going to take it. He's basing it off of All Star Superman. I've watched All Star Superman. I've not read it, and and I do plan to read it before this comes out for sure. We probably do an episode on okay, All Star. Cool. I think we'll do an. Uh, an all-star Superman comparing both the, the comic series to, to the animated series. Um, the animated movie is very good. It's a really good movie. And I like some of the things they do in this. I need to rewatch it cause I haven't watched it in a while, but I remember really enjoying this and I'm not the biggest Superman fan in the world. So if a Superman story I think is good, then I think that says a lot being that I'm not a Superman fanboy. you know, yeah. I just, enjoy Superman to a certain aspect. I'm not, he's not like Batman to me. Batman to me is the number one DC character. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm still trying to gain my voice back from, from all the right. sickness. No, that's okay. Um, okay. So I, I got to see more on this. That's all. Sure. Okay. All right. Here's the next one. All right. We'll play that 25. a little bit. Okay. The next thing is a big premiere HBO television series called Lanterns. This is a story of a couple of Green Lanterns, oh John Stewart and Hal Jordan. And we have a few other lanterns peppered in there. But this is really a terrestrial-based TV show, which is almost like True Detective with a couple of Green Lanterns who are space cops watching over precinct Earth. In it, they discover a terrifying mystery that ties into our larger story of the DCU. Next is a... Okay, pause. Okay. I love Green Lantern. We did a Green Lantern episode, and yes. I'm a huge fan of Hal Jordan. Um, I have a lot of respect for the the John Stewart character, so I am happy that they plan to go with. Uh, <laughs> no, Ryan Reynolds be, will not return. Uh, we're going to be Green Lantern. No, again. he'll never be Green Lantern again. Um, so I am happy with his choice of the main Green Lanterns. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. However. We have had so many problems getting a Green Lantern series off the off the you know uh, off to a start. Uh, there have been so many attempts at it. I just I just doubt we'll ever see it. <laughs> I, 
And if I do and it's good, I'm going to be happy. But right now I'm just going, yeah, I'll, I'll wait and see. I, I, here's here. I am very intrigued. This is my favorite in all openness of the things that he mentioned. This is my favorite. The concept of a detective cop superhero detective cop series uh, sounds very intriguing to me. Agreed. Agreed. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I think that's one of the things superhero movies do or shows in this case do really well is whenever they venture off into different uh, genres. Um, Cause like, it, it's such a strange state that we're in where you can't really make too many original films um, unless you, uh, you know, you have a superhero property connected to it. And that's kind of like what they did with the Joker film, which we talked about before, you know, they, yeah. they took kind of this different style and they said, well, let's bring in, uh, a superhero element. So for this, you know, watching True Detective and saying, "Well, hey, let's bring in the the Green Lanterns into this." Uh, yeah, I think I think it sounds uh, sounds promising. I'll say we'll we'll see. Now, sounds out good. of everything that he's stated so far, everything that he stated to come, this would be the show that I would actually like to see him help. You know, I'd actually like to see him direct this because I think I think Green Lantern and Guardians have a lot of similarities and as well as he did with guardians, I think, and I've always said if anyone was to come in and actually do an effective green lantern series or movie, um, uh, James Gunn would be the guy he, he should do it, you know, cause he, he knows how to do mm. the space superhero thing. He, and that's exactly what green lantern does, but I, I want to support him in his new role. Oh no, I agree with you. I, I think he would be, be a great mentor. See, that's why I don't think he should be writing all this stuff. I think he should be mentoring as as the director, producer, or being as a producer, not producer, the head of the studio to be able to coach to you know because I think he can do a good job with it if he can let go of his past and move into this new role. And I do think you're right, Mike. I think he would be the best to give insight and direction to someone on this concept. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I wasn't saying that he should actually helm this. I'm just saying I always thought that he would be the perfect person to helm this project. But you are absolutely right. He's not in that role. He needs to be, like you said, I'm the head head of the studio. I need to mentor the people who are actually doing this work you know, and actually stay, stay in your role. Stay, yep. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane, James. <laughs> Go ahead, Eric. Yeah. The only thing I would say is just that if it's, um, if it is going in this kind of true detective style, I mean, that is a very different, uh, is. than the guardians kind of thing, which would make sense for a TV show of, okay, let's have more earth based. Um, you know, I'm sure there'll be plenty of special effects and whatnot, but, um, yeah, it actually seems kind of moving away from the uh, the Guardians vibe in this one. Well, my hope is that Green Lantern won't be all Earth-based, though, because he's not, you know, even though John and Hal are the the Green Lanterns of Earth, of Sector 24, whatever, it's, whatever the sector is, um, but they do battle in space also. So I would hope that we'd still get space battle and, you know, space-type stuff in that, not just earth stuff now granted i'd also want some earth-based stuff included in it because that's where they're at but i think we will you got to have a mix you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yep okay let's continue on
And they discover a terrifying mystery that ties into our larger story of the DCU. It makes me wonder if that's going to be part of the, you know, uh, the big beginnings of the overarching story that they're moving into out of the flash. That could be a possibility. I mean, you're talking about uh, a connected universe. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Sorry. The authority. Next is a big movie called the authority. The authority is a passion project of mine. It's based on the marvelous Wildstorm characters. We are now bringing into the DCU and will interact with all of our primary DCU characters. The authority are a group of superheroes who think the world is broken and they want to fix it by any means necessary. I think it's a very different look at superheroes. We're doing a television series called paradise lost. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. Let me go back to the picture so we can see the picture. Whee. Have either of you ever read the Wildstorm stuff? No. Nope. I've never. I've never read it. Mm-mm. No. So I honestly know nothing about these characters. So, which could make it really good because we're going back to the whole guardian aspect of things. You're taking characters that are not. I, I know. Uh, I know the Wildstorm has a, a big following. I know that that was, uh, uh, was that Jim Lee's? I had that down in my notes somewhere. You had it down as Wildcats, but this is, Oh, I did. I think it's Wild Storm. Yeah. Maybe it's Wildcats. I don't know. I don't know. I know that was Jim Lee's project outside DC when, uh, at a time when he wasn't working for DC and then DC has now acquired that work. So I don't know. Could be interesting. Yes. I, I know nothing of it. That's all I can say. Also, I'm which, all which, I can say about that. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the thing that makes me excited. Um, and just to know that they can. Uh, and so I guess, is he directing this too? Or is he? No, I, mean, I, he I hope not. Him. Yeah, that seems like too much. But, right. Um, um, but yeah, no, I think that it will, you know, I'm excited to see what he does. I like these kind of out of nowhere things and, and learning more and that you're not just giving me the same stuff over and over and over again. Right. Um, Cause you know, I mean, that's like, like, look, I mean, we all love Batman. I mean, Batman's fantastic, but uh, you know, I, I, I want something new. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I think we, for those, go ahead. Mike. These characters look interesting. I mean, uh, you know, visually appealing, they're visually appealing. So I think what's interesting, it kind of reminds me for those who are in role-playing, I think this is there. It sounds like these characters are chaotic. Good. <laughs> Yeah, it could be. be. Fix the world by any means necessary. (laughs) I don't know. We might have to dive into this series a little bit in the comic books and we should we should look at them. So, um, yeah, this is going to give us a lot of fodder (laughs) for the next couple of years. (laughs) I think he said fire. I think he said Wildstorm. So maybe I'll look at it. I think it's Wildstorm. Okay, cool. All right, here we go. Continuing. Who think the world is broken and they want to fix it by any means necessary. I think it's a very different look at superheroes. We're doing a television series called Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost is a story of Paradise Island, usually which is the birthplace of Wonder Woman. Game of Thrones with Westeros, but with all of the inhabitants of Paradise Island. The introduction of the DCU's Batman. Okay, Okay. Sorry, so, I fell asleep there slightly. What what did he say? Right. So but, we're returning to Themyscira, Themyscira, and it sounds like they're going to do... I, I don't get his whole Game of Thrones aspect to it. I'm like, 
really? That's not well, how I pictured that. Kind uh, of a thing. I, I don't see the point of having a Wonder Woman show without Wonder Woman. That to me seems like a dumb move. I don't like it. it I don't care about Themyscira without Wonder Woman. Honestly, I, I just don't care. Right. <laughs> I, I I don't even see myself watching this. I, see, this. That's like me with Waller kind of a thing. See, I think I Waller is way more interesting than this. Okay. Fair I, enough. This Fair just, enough. again, bores me to tears. I could care less. I, okay. Well, with that. We'll if you're going to give on. me Wonder Woman, I want Wonder Woman. Sorry. Right. I, I agree. And she but, is yeah. part of the DC trilogy. You know, the holy yeah. trilogy of DC. It's Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Right. And so you're going to do a series about Wonder Woman without Wonder Woman. Makes no sense. It's dumb. Fair enough. Fair enough. Unless that's how he's moving into Wonder Woman. I don't know. Um, the other thing I'll tell you is, you know, I want to see. Um, this goes back to the Superman one that I forgot to mention is, you know, I want to see the big characters. And we're about to talk about another of it. I want to yep. see the big characters, but I don't want any more. I don't want any more of origin stories. I don't Just want a young right Superman. In. I want to see them at the height of their power, you yep. know, kind of a thing. That's what I want right. to see. I'm so tired, stinking tired of origin stories. Just you know. like uh, if they brought, if they decide to bring Nightwing in, I just want to see Nightwing swoop in, in the Nightwing costume. I don't, I don't want to hear how he became Nightwing. I just want him. I want him flying into Bloodhaven and kicking butt. That's, that's exactly what I want to see him do to right. come into the series. Let's yeah. just have have Nightwing swing in. Let's have Dick Grayson swing into Bloodhaven. That's the city that he's located in, and just start kicking some criminals' butts. Let's see it. You know, forget the you know forget the origin st- story. Yep, yep, agreed. And and hopefully Paradise Lost is not that for Wonder Woman. Again, you know and and I think the same thing, Angie. You're right. Westeros is Game of Thrones, and I, I don't see because of the mythos and the storytelling around Themyscira. I don't see Themyscira as a Game of Thrones style. For, I don't see political intrigue. That's what makes Game of Thrones Game of Thrones is the political intrigue. Um, so I I don't know if I see that with this. All right, but I, I, I I'll continue on. <laughs> I, 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 I. <laughs> I was going to say that's all I got to say about that. Oh, I'd say about that. All right, Westeros, but with all of the inhabitants of Paradise Island. The introduction of the DCU's Batman is the brave and the bold. The brave and the bold is the story of Batman and his actual son, Damian Wayne. This is based on Grant Morrison's great comic book run. Damian Wayne is my favorite Robin. He's a little assassin who Batman tries to get in line. And so this is the story of the two of them and the beginning of sort of the Bat family in the DCU. I got words. (laughs) All right. Okay. Actually, this intrigues me. Um, As you know, I'm a huge Batman fan. I yeah. love Batman. And I love the idea of finally getting a live action Robin. I mean, yeah, we got a live action Robin in in uh Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. No, that that's a uh, living cartoon. That's not live action. <laughs> well, true. Well, that's actually the movies that we not speak of around here. <laughs> so, I don't include those although I do have a statue of that Robin. <laughs> Only because I got a deal on it at the Warner Brothers store. 
Right. <laughs> and he did look cool. I'll give him that. But um, I love to have, I'd love to have a good version, a good representation of live action Robin. So this intrigues me. Um, and basing it on Grant Morrison's stories, I think is a smart idea. Grant Morrison had a great run in Batman and does some fantastic work. Mm-hmm. Um, Damien, I have a love hate relationship with, so I think this could be really intriguing to go with that Robin. I think it's a smart move to, to go with the latest Robin also, because that's mm-hmm. who you got in the comic books. I, I also think it's the Robin with the best character development because sure. he's whiny, snotty, thinks he knows it all kind of a thing to begin with and then how he progresses. Right. And he's not really whiny, but yeah, he's not whiny. That's, that's one thing Robin is, or this, this, yeah, none of the Robins are really whiny. No, but he's just a jerk. Yeah. he Like he said, he's an assassin. (laughs) (laughs) You catch that? (laughs) Yes, that was Megan's joke, but I agree with it. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) The the two things I'm really excited for this. um, One is that it's something new. It's something different. I mean, that's, that's uh, like my only complaint with the, the Batman was that it felt like such a rehash of, you know, what we've seen before, uh, you know, of, of kind of new Batman. And, um, and this one I think is, is, you know, getting into that kind of bat family stuff, I think will be really interesting. Oh, yeah. And also getting into, to comic book Batman. Um, no, I love realistic gritty Batman, but I also like, I want to see Clayface in a Batman film. You know, oh. I want to see something where, you know, uh, uh, you know, another like Mr. Freeze, where it's actually a guy with a freeze gun and not someone who's just like, you know, oh, I'm going to put you in a freezer or something like that. You know? <laughs> so I think since they are still doing the Pattinson films, like they're not done with that. I think they need to go ultra just, you know, kind of like the Suicide Squad, how you've got Starro and you've got the uh, the shark guy and all that. I want to see that kind of stuff in a Batman film. That's why. Oh, I'm my gosh. Do. I would love to see Clayface. I'd love to see Killer Croc. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a great mysterious scarecrow you know um we've yep. never gotten a good good representation of scarecrow on the screen i mean dark knight trilogy depth they just dipped their toe in the scarecrow but they didn't really go into it and and i would love to see that gone into in depth because scarecrow is one of my favorite batman villains so yeah those are some awesome characters and James Gunn, please be listening to us. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he is. Of course yeah. he is. <laughs> right. All right. Hey, guys, I got a jet. Okay, Aaron, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, thank you, Great Aaron. to have you with us. Appreciate us. Everybody go check out Geek with the Bible. All right. Now. All right. Let's continue on. Here we go. Anyway, my thoughts on the Batman. I'd love to see it. I am intrigued by it as well. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I but I have one more thought be- before we move. Oh, on. Oh, sure. Go ahead. So, finish, finish um, your I I think we'll get a Batman that is a seasoned Batman, and that's what I, I'm looking forward to seeing. Okay. The only thing that confuses me about this is the title. Now, I love the title, but being a comic book fan, the Brave and the Bold title is actually meant for uh, pitting Batman with different um, uh, allies that he wouldn't normally be with. You know. There was a lot of Batman and Green Lantern, about a lot of Batman, Green Arrow, um, Batman and uh, uh, Dead Man was was a lot of them. Um, so, and it was also taking Batman out of Gotham. 
That was the whole point of the Batman and Brave comic book series. So I don't know if he's just borrowing that title because it sounds cool or because it doesn't sound to me like he's going to go along with the format of the comic book. Even even the cartoon series, which was very campy, but very fun. I, I really like that comic or cartoon series, uh, Batman Brave and the Bold. But even that took Batman and pitted him with different characters that he wasn't normally with in the comic books. So that's the only thing that confuses me about the title. I think he's just trying to give it a cool title, something different and, and interesting, but not actually go along with the comic books. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Brenda, to answer your question, does seasoned mean old? No seasoned means in their prime. <laughs> good, good clarification there. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's go. So this is the story of the two of them and the beginning of sort of the bat family in the DCU. Next up is a TV series called Booster Gold. Booster Gold is one of comics' really popular cult heroes. He is a fascinating guy. He's a loser from the future who uses future technology to come back to present day and become a superhero so that people will love him. It is basically the superhero story of imposter syndrome on an HBO Max series. One of my favorite okay, comics. Stop right there. Um, I know Boost, Booster Gold has a following. Uh, I he, I just I have no excitement for this character though I never did I never cared for him I thought he's an arrogant jerk and I don't know so I'm just not really excited about this but this is another one of those slightly obscure characters goofy and it really is up James Gunn's alley so I I see why he's picking him I just don't I don't know if I'm interested right he was also in the Brave and the Bold yeah. Yeah, but Brave and the Bold is a much different format. Too. Oh, I know. I was just because I know who he is, but that's what that's the only reason why. Booster Gold is a good, um, uh, uh, you know, character uh, supporting character. I just don't see him as a main character. That's the problem. Being able to carry as a main one, right? Yeah, because right. I don't care. I just don't care. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's my that's my thing too. I'm like. Okay, I uh, you know, uh, I I again, I don't think it's one that I want. This is my big topic that I want to hold on to, and I'll hold on to a little bit longer. But the issue is, is I want big characters right now. I want to see the big characters. The obscure stuff doesn't interest me, nor does it carry the whole eternity. Right. <laughs> yep. Okay. Continuing on. Superhero story of imposter syndrome on an HBO Max series. One of my favorite comic book series from last year was Tom King's run on Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. And so we're going to turn that into a big science fiction epic film. Now, Superman is a guy who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents, whereas Supergirl in this story, she is a character who was raised on a chunk of Krypton. She watched everybody around her perish in some terrible way. So she's a much more jaded character. And that brings me to Swamp Thing. I think that's interesting. I've never read this story. Uh, it's a different take on Supergirl because uh, the Supergirl story I've always known was similar to Superman's, except she was jettisoned from Krypton at an older age than he was. And it actually took her longer to get to Earth because something happened to her pod on the way. So she is actually still a teenager when she arrives on earth where he's grown up. 
um, which gives this kind of weird mentorship where Superman's technically younger than her, but yet he's her mentor because he's been on earth longer than her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he appears to be older than her. <clears throat> so this is a little different take on the Supergirl story, um, but it sounds interesting and I'm, I'm not opposed to it. I, I'll probably read it and then see. Well, I think we're going to cover this one too. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, the comic series for sure. And then I hear you. Then we'll have to see the trailers and make a decision. You guys hear that? We're going to have like 10 more episodes. Well, that's what I said. This is going to give us a lot of fodder for the next couple of years. That is true. That is true. Okay. Hey, but that's a good thing. Oh, no, that's a great thing. Around her perish in some terrible way. So she's a much more jaded character. And that brings me to Swamp Thing, the last thing we're going to talk about. A very dark horror story in the origins of the monster who is Swamp Thing. And although it's totally outside of the rest of the DCU, it will still feed into the rest of the stories. Anyway, those are the. Okay. Swamp thing is a very interesting character. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. They, they tried doing a series on swamp thing and I quit watching it cause they canceled it before the <laughs> season one ended. So I just said, well, why would I, why would I watch this? Right. Um, so all I got to say is good luck. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I like how he's going to turn into a superhero horror film. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Which he kind of already did with Brightburn, sort of. But yeah, I never seen Brightburn. Was he involved in Brightburn? Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize he was involved in it. Yeah. Oh, uh, see, I, I don't know. I had mixed feelings about that movie, and I, that's why I didn't watch it. <laughs> I didn't want to see it. Yeah, uh, I didn't really. Well, I just watched clips, you know, YouTube clips of it. Yeah, I, I didn't want to sit down and watch the whole thing like you guys because I was. Well, just like, I don't oh, know. It's just kind I of. I don't bothered. know if I like this premise. Yeah, I I didn't know if I, I did like either. I, Superman as a horror figure, I, I mean, I know it's not Superman, but let's face it, it is Superman. It is. That's what it is. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. I just yeah, it seemed iffy. I didn't realize Peter Gunn was involved in that. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And, but I like the concept of having a horror superhero. Yeah. And I like that. It'll be interesting. Stories that I can tell you about right now. I've loved the DC characters since I was a child. They're incredibly important to me. I knew that this was a once in a lifetime opportunity to do something very different. One of the things that's very important for me in all of these movies and TV series is that the director's vision and the vision of the writers and all of the creators is unique and something special. Storytelling is always king. That's all that matters to us. And I want to be true to those stories. I want to be true to you guys and really give you something different than you've ever seen before. Anyway, thank you, everybody. I appreciate you watching. I hope this was exciting for you because it's really exciting for me. And I can't wait to start to dive into these stories with you guys on this grand adventure. Thank you so much. All right. Oh, it looks like Derpy Entertainment just joined us. Derpy. Hey, hey, Derpy, how are you doing? Thank you for joining us. Um, so overall, I, I think uh, he's got some really good plans. Some things I, you know, I'm kind of, eh, okay. Uh, but I'm hopeful. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. <laughs> right. So real quick. Uh, let's let's jump into the new projects. I, I mean, I know we're we're really running, we're starting to run late, but I kind of like to jump into the new the the upcoming movies for this year. So just to run oh, those right. down, 
real uh-huh. quick. We have Shazam coming up. I have mixed feelings about Shazam. I mean, I love the first Shazam movie. I think it was a great movie. It was fun. It was a lot different for a lot of things that we've seen in the DC EU back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but my only disappointment is that we're not going to get a tie into black black Adam, which I loved the black Adam movie. I thought it was fantastic. And I know there's some people that say that's the rocks fault. Some people say that's Warner brothers fault. Uh, I don't know whose fault it is. I don't care. I'm just disappointed that we are not getting a tie in. Um, but I'm hopeful it's going to be good. Whether Shazam sticks around in the new universe. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Honestly. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, moving on to, let's see, we got Shazam. The next thing would be Flash. Flash. Oh my God. This is a love hate thing. <laughs> right. Um, as most of our viewers know, I was super excited last summer for the flash. We did a whole episode just on, on uh, movie set photos that had come out. Um, yeah. I love the flashpoint story. I think it's an incredible story. And it's a great way for them to reset the universe. Um, but now the, the movie has changed so much. I don't even know what to expect anymore. Right. You know, I, I think we're going to get a totally different movie than what was originally planned. And I honestly don't know where we're going. And I hope they kill Ezra Miller off. <laughs> I don't like him as a Flash. I think he's a terrible Flash. Um, but I love the fact that that Michael Keaton's in it. So. Right. That's the redeeming factor of the movie. That's I what I want to see. I want to see Michael Keaton Batman come back. Yep. And I honestly, see how he does it. if he wasn't in it, I may not, may not have even went and seen it. So it's a good Correct. thing they got Michael Keaton in it. So, right. Uh, what about Blue all- Beetle? Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle looks interesting. I've never been a huge fan of Blue Beetle, but he is an interesting character. So I think, and plus the kid playing Blue Beetle is the kid from Karate Kid, uh, from the Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. That's cool. Uh, That'd be neat to I, see. I like him. Uh, uh, Miguel. I, I really like that, that actor. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm up for it. I mean, it's a different, uh, it's a different character. So yeah. Okay. I'm up for it. Aquaman two. Um, love Jason Momoa. Uh, I think he's brought a whole new aspect to Aquaman. He's brought a lot of respect to the character and I respect that. And I look forward to Aquaman two. And it'll be interesting to see where Aquaman lies in the upcoming universe. I, mm-hmm. Does he have a future? Or does he not? I mean, I guess he still does because technically that's after the Flash, and the Flash is the reset point for the new universe. Right. So, I mean, you kind of got to keep him, I guess. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know what yeah. they're doing. <laughs> right. Right. I hear you. Yes, Megan. Aquaman 2 takes place after The Flash. Yep. Yep. Uh, We're not getting Aquaman 2 till November. Flash we get in July. (laughs) She's shaking her head. Is that this year or next year? This this year. These four movies are this year. Okay. That's exactly what he said, too. And he said, I'm excited about the four movies we have coming up, even though they're not a part of my DCU. So that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> right on, right on. I think my biggest thing about this whole thing with, with James Gunn and stuff is, 
you know, the uh, there the staple characters we need to see and interact with and have those, and then okay, you can pepper some other things in there, but I don't, I don't know. I, I will I see them. It depends when I see trailers and stuff, if I really want to see them or not, or that kind of a thing. But, you know, I don't want the biggest thing I saw out of these with the one movie with the Wildstorm characters, the one movie with the uh, or the TV show with the that carried the first one, the 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 creature commandos, yeah. um, even Viola Davis, what that looks to be. Um uh, it's how shall I say? Uh, I don't want more Suicide Squads. I enjoyed Suicide Squad. You know, it's unique. It was you know that kind of thing, but it wasn't anything that I really. I've never seen them again. The you know the Suicide Squad. I you know I uh, I think for me it's I want a character that I can feely you know really get behind to connect with, and that's why I think I love Batman. I think that's why I love. Superman. I think that's why I love Wonder Woman. That's why I, you know, with Aquaman, his story, and then seeing all those characters that I got behind come together for Justice League, I really, I really enjoyed. But that's a different ensemble than characters I don't know anything about. Or, sure. you know, that there's a reason they're not as popular as others, to be open with you. Um, and I think that, you know, people have already spoken like, okay, they're okay. I mean, if they caught on, I think more people would be like, yeah, let's watch that, you know, but I, if, you know, I don't know if it didn't sell a lot of books, will they sell a lot of movies? Well, but then that goes back to the guard galaxies as a guard guardians of the galaxy. Um, guardians of the galaxy was not a huge property in the comic books. And then it exploded in the mm. movies. So, I mean, you never know. It just depends. Are you, what's the saying? Are you striking the pan at the right, you know, I don't I don't remember how the saying goes. But anyway, is your timing right? That's the question. Is uh, it, you know. mm, that's deep. Is your timing right? Yeah, that's, that's it. The timing I was like right that. for Gal, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Is the timing right for this? Or are you... Start off. They didn't start off MCU with Guardians of the Galaxy. They were oh no, MCU is yeah because you got Iron Man and stuff. And I think the reason they have Iron Man and Thor, even though I know we were talking about, I think Brian uh, from Three Geeky Dads mentioned this was because they were still part of the Avengers, building to the Avengers. Right. Yeah. Brian, I wanted to bring that up, but we were moving pretty quick, so I didn't. Yeah, I thought it was really insightful on Brian's part. He's right. He's right. Um. They were both, for the most part, in the comic book world, they were both dead entities. But he is right. They were two founding members of the Avengers. So, But still, they were a safe choice for them. Because if they flopped, no one cared. Superman and Batman are not really safe choices to 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 take a, a risk on. You know, you, you have to be careful with those characters. They're too big to go, well, if they flop, they flop, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they could really do damage to the brand, which is why they got rid of back the Batgirl movie. Uh, they were afraid that if this movie came out. I read his statements. Uh, James Gunn watched it, and his statement was, "It was a good made uh, made for television movie. It was not good for a theatrical, theatrical release." 
And he said, in in the end, it would have brought damage to the brand. And he wasn't involved in that decision, by the way. That was before he was hired. But he right. said he said he believes that they made the right choice in in cutting that film. You know, and I'm like, I you know, I don't agree with everything James Gunn has done so far, but I do agree with him on that. I mean, I haven't seen the film, but you know, if if they all think it's going to bring damage to the brand, it's better to cut it and get rid of it. You know, so, and I think that's that's exactly why Marvel went and Marvel rolled the dice, and it paid off big for them. It, it was huge. It was a you know again. The timing was right. So that's the big question. Is the timing right for James Gunn's plan for him and uh, Peter Safran? Is mm-hmm. it is it right for their, is it the timing right for their plans? That's the big question. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so, uh, these could all be major hits. Could be. Mm-hmm. And they could all be duds too. So. Right. Right. I think overall the most, the, the most exciting idea is the Batman and Brave, Brave and the Bull to me. I think mm. that's overall the most exciting thing he's announced. Of course, I'm biased towards Batman. So, right. And you right. notice there were no Wonder Woman plans in there other than Themyscira. Right. And Paradise I think lost. Missed, I think that's a misstep too because she is one of the holy trilogy of DC Universe. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think you got to include Wonder Woman. So. I'm a little disappointed that we're not getting a new real Wonder Woman project. We're getting something, some background on, on her homeland. And again, I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never cared about Themyscira. I like Wonder Woman. I don't like Themyscira. I could care less. I mean, it's interesting only because that's where she comes from. That's the only reason it's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say about that. That's all right. I hear you. All right. Well, cool. Well, woo. All right, everybody. There's our two cents. <laughs> and with that, can't still can't get you a cup of coffee. <laughs> I think it's more of a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, we're going to wrap up the show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it has been a wild ride. And, uh, it sure has. Yeah. I just want to encourage you, um, if you guys want to check out um, one of, we've got a, a really cool affiliate sponsor with Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash two geeks, T W O G E K S. Um, if you haven't seen Audible, great service. If you like to listen to audiobooks, um, it's fabulous. And uh, I just want to encourage you to check that out. You can get a free 30 day trial, which means you get to pick out any book, uh, any audiobook that you want to listen to to try it out to see if you like it. Um, and so check out our with our link. That does help the show a little bit when you sign up for that. AudibleTrial.com slash 2 gigs. You can pick one of any, almost any genre. They've got hundreds of thousands of all kinds of audiobooks. So please check that out. I am actually going to start Heir to the Empire uh, pretty soon. The, nice. not the unabridged. They have two versions. One's abridged. The other one's not. I'm getting the unabridged version because it has our friend Mark Thompson as the narrator or the voice actor for that book. So are, are you telling me we're going to do an Heir to the Empire uh, episode? Hold on. That'd be, that'd be There's fun. abridged versions of books. Yeah. There's a, a, of audiobooks. There's, they do some abridged versions. Yes. Huh. I not all read. of them. Not all of them, but some of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
All right. Uh, everybody check us out at our website, twogeeksmike.com, the number two, G-E-K-S-M-I-C.com. Uh, please check that out if you would, please. That's our hub for all things Two Geeks, where you can check out, uh, get to our merch page, our Facebook page, YouTube page, as well as uh, links for our affiliate sponsors as well. We even have one with Podbean, which is pretty kind of fun and, and stuff as well. They, uh, If you want to do a podcast and start a podcast, I'll, I'll guarantee you that Podbean is the best choice. We have enjoyed it for the last two years. Never thought about changing services. Also, um, I have another. We just reached our 10,000th download, by the way. Uh, 10,000 downloads. Oh, that's cool. We got to get our badge and put that out and stuff. Yeah, they haven't given us our badge. You know how that is. They wait till like 11,000 and then they Yeah, right. Oh, here. Congratulations. Yeah, that's true. 1,000 downloads later. (laughs) Yeah. Or if you, hey, if everybody wants to check, uh, just connect with us. The best way is through email, show at twogeeksmike.com. If you just want to send us a note or anything like that, love to uh, have, you know, interact with everybody so all right mike anything else that we need to chit chat about um yeah we need to show off this please make sure and like and subscribe to us on youtube it does help the algorithm help other people see us um also make sure and like and follow us on facebook to get any kind of announcements of upcoming stuff such as the episode we're getting to record getting ready to record in just a few moments we're going to do our star wars podcast day special um, this will be pre-recorded and then uh, aired on uh, Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, February 7th, celebrating podca- Star Wars Podcast Day. If you are listening to this future in the future on the audio, you will have already been able to receive the audio of this. So don't be confused. <laughs> for, you, for you time travel folks. <laughs> right on. Love it. I love it. All right. All right. Anything cool. Else? Nope, that's it. Thanks, Mike. I'll leave it to you to sign us out. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. So with that said, um, over and out and up, up, and away. Welcome to the Two Geeks in a Microphone podcast, your one-stop shop for television, movie, video games, comic books, book reviews, and more. Now, without further ado, here's Stephen and Mike.